Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast, produced by the Men's Relationship Academy. At the Men's Relationship Academy, we run online courses and retreats designed to help men excel in their intimate relationship by helping them wake up, grow up, and clean up so they can show up more fully. The Men's Relationship Academy, bringing men back to love. Welcome to the very first episode of the Exceptional Husband podcast. I am your host, James Menage, and I'm also the founder of the Men's Relationship Academy. Super pumped to be here. Um, This podcast has been a long time in the making, but it's finally here. It is finally here. Procrastination has finally made way to some action, uh, which has been fantastic. So, on today's podcast, to give you a feel of what this podcast is going to look like uh, and be like. Now, I just wanted to cover off, first of all, on what this podcast is about and who it's for. So the podcast is for men, and it's for men who want to upgrade their intimate relationships, men who want to do better in their intimate relationships, and for men who really know that there must be more to love and there must be more to their marriage, there must be more to their long-term relationship, but they're just not quite sure uh, how to go about getting it. The reason I've been working with men for the last decade uh, and beyond uh, is because I personally uh, was struggling uh, with my own health challenges, uh, my own relationship challenges, my own mental and emotional challenges, um, and also my own financial challenges as well. And when I started to just dig below the surface and ask some questions and began reading some books, I could also see that it wasn't just me that was struggling, uh, that men were struggling across the board uh, in all of the same areas uh, as I was. And, you know, I knew that I wasn't alone. At the time, I was a personal trainer and I'd been working with um, executives and businessmen uh, in London and also uh, Australia as well. And I just knew that my purpose then was to not only upgrade my own life in all areas, but then once I found out how to do that and what I used and what was successful, then I I knew that I wanted to bring that down um, to other men to help them on their journey as well. Now, it's no secret that the divorce rate is skyrocketing at the moment, and it doesn't seem to be coming down. It just seems to be an upward trend of long-term intimate relationships coming to an end. Men are some 50 years behind women as well in their psychological development, and this is according to a number of gender experts. Again, that's not really our fault. Women have had their movement uh, and had the opportunity to learn what it is like to embody uh, and start to work on um, you know, the more masculine side uh, of their nature. And they've done a fantastic job of that. But men just haven't really had a full movement yet 
um, where they've been able to, um, you know, start to row on women's side of the boat and to explore their more feminine nature as well. So what I find and what a lot of these gender experts find is that um, men's development has been a little bit arrested um, at a certain stage. Um, and it's my, I, I feel it's my purpose just to help in whatever way I can to assist men on their growth and development. And that arrested development is also echoed by a Harvard University professor called uh, Robert Keegan, who's a uh, adult um, is the professor of adult development, I believe, at, at Harvard University. And his study found that um, people in general, so not just men, men and women, um, 58% of them don't possess the psychological maturity um, to cope with the complexity of their life, which which he summarized by saying that, you know, people are literally in over their heads, which I'm sure a lot of you can maybe attest to uh, in your own life. There was no class at school or university on how to do intimate relationships. No lessons about interpersonal skills, about communication, deep listening, um, how to react when you've been triggered, uh, or how to do conflict, uh, sex. Uh, well, there was, there was sex education, but that was really what, just about teaching you how to put a condom on, which is one aspect, I guess, uh, of sex, but um, with sex being, um, you know, a hugely deep topic um, that was incredibly insufficient to uh, give us any real grasp on what it was, what it would take to have a healthy and happy sex life. So school was obviously lacking in that way, uh, with a lack of information, and we were never really taught by our parents either. Uh, and the template that we got from our parents was typically a traditional template of monogamy, which might have gone, or which was typically based in survival. Uh, the man was the provider and protector, the woman was the nurturer and connector, she would raise the children, and the man would raise the money. And now here's a question for you. How many couples do you see in your parents' generation that look truly fulfilled, and happy in their intimate relationship. For me, when I look around, um, they're either getting divorced um, or there just seems to be some level of disconnect between them that really stops them from being super intimate. And they've found their own autonomy in their relationship and they're really doing a lot of their own thing. And I think if they had the opportunity that they would probably not be together. Uh, maybe if it wasn't for their children or if it wasn't for their conditioning um, or social, you know, the way they've been socialized uh, as well. And again, it's not their fault. Um, again, they weren't taught the skills at school about how to do intimate relationship well. But we typically learn by watching and looking at people around us. And if that's the template that we learnt from our parents, then is it really any wonder why that traditional view of intimate long-term relationship, which had its place and still has its place, 
is not working in this postmodern era where women have become very empowered uh, and they're no longer, you know, quote unquote, stuck in their intimate relationship. And if things aren't working for them, and, you know, if the man's not able to connect with them in the way that they want, then they're leaving. They're leaving intimate relationship in their droves. I believe the statistic is that women initiate divorce 66% of the time. And divorce leaves men um, in a very vulnerable state. Uh, They lose very often uh, their emotional support in their life. Uh, They often don't get to see their children, um, you know, as often as they would like. Um, Financially, they can struggle when they come out of divorce as well. So there's a lot of factors that keep people in intimate relationship, uh, even when it's not working. Um, But at the moment, what I see is I just see a clash of memes or worldviews or values that we're trying to make a traditional relationship work in a completely different era. And it's just not a good fit. But with the right skills and the right tools, I believe that we can have incredibly fulfilling intimate relationships, long-term intimate relationships as well. And you just need to learn them. Learn them, apply them. And this is what I hope to be sharing with you on this podcast. Um, I not only want to um, share a lot of the information, tools, strategies, and the rituals that I use to make my intimate relationships successful. But I also want to um, share with you some special people in my life, um, men that I know. Uh, I also want to share with you therapists um, and other such people, coaches that have helped me also along the way. So I will be interviewing a number of people that have really helped me get to the place where I've got to in my life. And here's the disclaimer. And I just want to share this with you. Um, This feels quite vulnerable to do on a podcast where, you know, I'm supposed to be uh, the expert. But I also want to share this with you that I'm not the complete article. Um, And I still face plant on a regular basis. Uh, Me and my wife have mini ruptures uh, on a daily basis uh, in our relationship. I get defensive. I don't listen. I become unpresent. Um, I get reactive. Um, You know, sometimes I get aggressive. Um, But that's getting less and less every day compared to, say, for example, 10 years ago uh, when I was in my first marriage. um, And I just... Yeah, I was being run a lot by my conditioning um, and in no way was I ready to really dive into a relationship uh, at the psychological maturity and emotional maturity that I had 10 years ago and and further back than that as well. So there's my disclaimer. Um, I'm working through a lot of stuff, uh, you know, as, as exactly the same stuff I'm sure that you are too. So not only will I be sharing my knowledge uh, and my experience, I'll be sharing other people's as well by interviewing men who are already on the path uh, of trying to improve themselves and trying to improve their intimate relationships. But I'll also, like I said, be interviewing 
different therapists that will be able to share their expertise uh, as well around how to improve yourself and also your intimate relationship. And I think that's really important. Like One of the biggest uh, ways that I work with men uh, is that I help them in, improve themselves first or I help them become intimate with themselves um, because you can't be intimate with another until you're intimate with yourself, until you really get to know yourself very well. So you get to know your thoughts, um, your actions and how they interrelate, your emotional states, your conditioning, your past and how your past is showing up in your present. Um, And only then really when you get to know all of those parts of you can you then become intimate and vulnerable uh, with with your partner. So the last part of this first podcast, I just wanted to give you a little bit more information around who I am uh, and and introduce myself. My name, like I said, is James Menage. Uh, I was born uh, in England, uh, moved to Australia about 15 years ago. Uh, Prior to coming to Australia, uh, I was in the armed forces uh, back in England. Prior to that, I was playing with a couple of professional football clubs in their youth academy. Things didn't work out there. I went into the armed forces. Uh, I very quickly worked out that that wasn't for me, uh, but was in there for three and a half years and learned a lot uh, about myself in that time. And then I also, after that, I I just had this urge of wanting to help people and I just knew that I wanted to get out and a lot of the guys that were getting out from the armed forces would get into personal training. There's a high emphasis on physical conditioning in the armed forces so it just seemed like the natural thing to do for a lot of the guys. They got out, got their qualifications in personal training and that's exactly what I did and I was a personal trainer for 17 years. And I very quickly realized that you can't help everyone with just exercise. And in fact, you can help hardly anyone with just exercise. And that, you know, when you're looking at personal development, movement and exercise on its own um, is it's important, um, but it's part of a much bigger jigsaw of, uh, of human development and what goes into helping us evolve. Um, and become better people. So I started to take a deep dive into working with world-leading experts in nutrition uh, and also lifestyle factors as well. So mainly still working directly with the physical body, so looking at optimizing sleep, optimizing nutrition, how to breathe properly, um, posture, um, and um, what else was in there, hydration, and I started to have better results like that, um, but still not fantastic. And then I started to do my own research and study into psychology, emotional intelligence, spirituality, um, and conditioning, and trauma, and then also shadow work as well, um, which we'll discuss in a later episode, which is really about that which we suppress, hide, and deny. Um, but which ends up running us indirectly or directly. And like I say, we'll cover that in a lot more detail in uh, an upcoming episode. I then went on to study with a number of relationship experts and finally finished 
well, I say finished, I've never finished with um, studying, um, but then looked at also systems and how systems in our life actually help us um, to become healthier, more whole people as well. So that was my journey. And that was kind of my professional journey, but on a personal level, I really struggled um, in all of those different areas at one point or another. And it was just very interesting how professionally I was learning these different areas, like the physical, the mental, emotional, the relationship area or interpersonal and then systems. And just as I was going through my learning uh, in those particular areas, uh, I was just getting more aware to the dysfunction in my own life in those particular areas. So let me give you an example uh, with regards to the physical. So I'd just begun studying with a um, holistic um, health coach and just learning uh, lots of different strategies and tools for helping myself become more physically healthy. And at that time, I was just about to move from England to Australia, and I was just totally overdoing it, burning the candle at both ends with regards to work and also play as well. And it was probably about two weeks before I boarded the plane to come to Australia that I suffered with burnout uh, and adrenal fatigue. I remember playing squash with one of my clients in the afternoon and I just felt unusually tired uh, after that particular game of squash and I just never recovered for about 18 months. Um, I moved to Australia which was very stressful, you know, trying to set up a life over here, you know, looking for houses, looking for a new job, Um, you know, money was tight uh, as well and it was just a very, very stressful time and so I really struggled to recover from that but I did implement all of uh, the uh, the knowledge that I'd learned with this um, with this uh, teacher of mine, and eventually I got better. And um, you know the challenges kept on coming in all different areas. Um, you know mentally and emotionally, um, there was you know low levels, I guess, of you might say anxiety and also depression. But just being very asleep in those different areas, um, you know. Just I was just uh, running out my conditioning, um, you know, from my childhood. Um, I was never really reflecting on my own thoughts. I couldn't really see my own thoughts. I was just very subject um, to, to to that aspect uh, of myself. I got married over here, um, which ended in divorce uh, not too long after we got married. Um, there was a child uh, in that relationship as well and you know I wasn't particularly proud of some of my parenting uh, moments as well as a father there were there was a lot of financial stress there was a lot of relationship stress um, there was a lot of individual mental and emotional and also physical stress as well with the lack of sleep and I just didn't have the tools uh, or the mentors in my life at that time to help me navigate my way through those very, very challenging times uh, in my life. And when I got divorced, uh, I just knew that I never wanted to ever go through that again. Uh, It was one of the most painful experiences uh, of my life. And... Uh, I just vowed that I would learn exactly how 
to do intimate relationship uh, in a positive um, uh, way, in an evolutionary uh, way. And I just wanted to transcend uh, that traditional template of intimate relationship. It wasn't working for me. Um, I'd had a number of relationship breakdowns prior to my marriage breaking down and I just was incredibly painful and I just knew there were there must be more to intimate relationship than you know once the honeymoon period is over you go into this level of sort of disconnect uh, where your hearts are shut down they become ever more shut down the resentment grows and before long there's no more physical intimacy you sleep in separate rooms and it just seemed to be this relationship unfolding um, to the point where you know you'd break up and when there was a child uh, in the middle of a relationship breakup um, it was you know the pain that I experienced was um, you know uh, on steroids compared to uh, you know if you were in a relationship that broke up without a child uh, because you could just never ever fully break the relationship uh, with the mother of your child um, so you then had to really learn how to co-parent and you had to learn how to repair those ruptures um, in the divorce um, to be able to then continue to co-parent in a positive way so those um, strains between you and your partner um, didn't you know, traumatize your child and didn't impact your child. So it's been an incredibly steep learning curve for me um, in all aspects of my life, the physical, mental, emotional, uh, relational, and also systems uh, as well. And listen, I, I don't want you to struggle. Um, and if you stay tuned into this podcast, hopefully you can find some tools that you can use in in your own life to avoid going through what I have been through. So wrapping up, um, feel free to join the Facebook group. Um, if you just type in Exceptional Husband into the Facebook search, uh, I have a group there with about 500 people in already uh, where I post other content uh, and also material where you can get some questions answered um, and also sub subscribe to the uh, the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review as well. So that's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.